This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello. Great to be with you, and thank you for tuning in today. And I'll tell you what, it is still brand new, so I'll bet a lot of people listening right now have not heard yet about what I'm going to tell them. We've got a brand new program on Catholic Radio Indy, and it's a local program. Yeah. Uh, A local gentleman uh, from uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish, Peter Doan, has a program. It's now on Saturday and Sunday afternoons at 4.30. It's called Go Build My Church. And those are the words that St. Francis heard uh, back uh, several hundred years ago. And uh, decided that uh, Jesus was telling him to not build the brick and mortar of his church, but to build the faith within the church and that sort of thing. So that's the focus of the program. It's a good program uh, called Go Build My Church with uh, Peter Doan, 430s. 4.30 on Saturday and Sunday here on Catholic Radio. And we have our guest today who is also working to build our church, and that is our guest, a Father Jonathan Meyer. He is a pastor of All Saints um, in Guilford, Indiana, and he, I think you're actually the founder of this E6 conference, so welcome to Faith in Action. Oh my gosh, such a great joy to be with you today, and especially, yeah, just to talk about the great work that God is doing to rebuild the church, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I have a question. Where the heck is Guilford? <laughs> Guilford is, is just east of Batesville. It's right before you get to Ohio. Ah, okay. I would like to say also, like, the other great way to let people know where we're at, we are right by Perfect North Slopes. For oh. anybody who's ever gone in Indiana, that is actually in my parish boundaries. Oh, okay. So you're over in that uh, real hilly country there uh, as you start to get to the Ohio border there? Yep, south. Yep, southeastern Indiana. And so we were founded in 2013 as a parish. We're four former parishes. So we're coming up on, like, you know, being in existence together for seven years. And we became together, we came together as one, and then uh, one of the fruits of that was bringing together all the men from the parishes, which then led ultimately to us founding the Catholic, the E6 Catholic Men's Conference, which is uh, what we're here to talk about today. Absolutely, and the, the conference is coming up February 27th, it's a Saturday. I understand the conference is sold out, but people can participate virtually, which is really going to be a great blessing for many of the uh, men in our audience and in our church. I want to ask you, Father, what does E6 stand for? Yeah, a great question. It, it comes from Ephesians chapter 6, which is where... St. Paul reminds all of us to put on the armor of God. And really the, the, the theme of the conference every year is to equip men with the catechesis, the prayer, and the fraternity to, to armor up, to, to be better husbands, fathers, brothers, sons, co-workers, and parishioners. And we have just been blessed every single year with a great turnout. Last year, there were over 1,500 men that gathered, making it the largest Catholic men's conference in the state of Indiana, and really building up, God willing, uh, people's lives, and thus having the ripple effect to 
help their marriages, their families, their parishes, and the church. So how did you come up with this idea to do this men's conference? Uh, I mean, and it's really it's really been rocking. I've been able to watch some video on, on previous con- conferences. How did this come about exactly? Yeah, so we have a group at our parish called the King's Men, and the King's Men is a spiritual, uh, catechetical, formational group. And these men not only want to feed themselves, but they, they're, they're encouraged to find some way to come out of themselves and to, and to give back. And so they approached me uh, shortly after I had arrived in here. Um, it was in my first year, I think, and they said, Father, we'd like to put on a men's conference. There used to be a big Catholic men's conference in Cincinnati, and they stopped doing it, and we were thinking we could do it here. And I was like, uh, okay, like, sure. Like, you know, <laughs> we're, we have our, – our, our parish has – uh, 74 acres and 20 buildings, mm. four four separate campuses. And I was like, "Well, yeah, we have the you know we have some gyms and and they're like, no, Father, no, 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 no. We we don't want to have a conference in one of our gyms. We want to if we're going to do this, we want to go big. And our local public high school has a beautiful auditorium that has that can sit 1,500. And they're wow. like, we wanna, we want to go there. And so our first year, I was, so I just said yes, and uh, and then they kind of took it from there, but. Our first year, we had 500 in attendance, and every single year, we've grown about two to 300 men. And this year, of course, because of COVID, uh, we are hosting it at our own facility because of the restrictions at the school and things of those sorts. So we are hosting it at our own facility. And But the exciting thing is that men all across the country are joining online. And we, as a parish, have a very large online presence. Our YouTube channel alone has over 29,000 followers and subscribers. Um, we're on five different Facebook platforms for our masses and holy hours that we stream daily. And that has branched. So when we're talking about us bringing E6, we have people in Idaho, people in California, wow. <laughs> um, people all across the United States. And actually we have people actually in other countries that have already bought the online tickets and are having watch parties uh, in their own parish hall, in their homes. Uh, some of them are inviting pastors to hear confessions or to celebrate Mass for them while we're having Mass. Our, uh, the, the day, we'll have all of our three great speakers, and those speakers are Patrick Coffin, Deacon Harold Sivers, and Jason Everett. So all of those talks will be heard live, fresh, new content. And But then also we will be putting our Celebration of Holy Mass and uh, Adoration will also then be online. But some of, some of the, the groups are being really, really creative, and they've asked their parish priests, like, hey, would you be willing to celebrate a Mass for the men who are going to be having a watch party here in the parish hall? So I think it's just a great opportunity to, for, for people to be creative, to think outside the box, and but at the same time to still have fraternity and uh, have some great content. Now, is this an all-day event? What time does it start and end? Yeah, so it starts at about 8 o'clock in the morning and then concludes right around 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, Father, what's the cost and how can people register? We have we have about four or five minutes left, but I want to just get that out there right now for people yeah, yeah. listening. So E6 Catholic Men's Conference is a website. You can go to E6 Catholic Men's Conference and find all the information online on how to register online. You can... Uh, it's just $10 for the live feed 
you would be sent a link to the live feed that day. And it can be for one person if you want to do it as an individual, or that could be for you bringing together your Knights of Columbus group, your men's group, your Exodus 90 group, uh, or just you and your son. I mean, this is, I, mean I, I, I think this is a great way to, for a father to say, hey, listen, I'm going to buy the Subway, and I'm going to take care of getting the drinks, and I want all my sons at my house today. And, you know, we'll put the kids in the basement. We'll go down and throw them some Twinkies every now and then. But uh, no, I, think it's, I think it's a great way for us, to, for us as men to, to do what we need to do, which is focus on faith and family. I think this is a great way to do it. That's such a great idea, and especially, you know, this being the year of St. Joseph to really, you know, have men really, really step up and be, you know, the head of the household and and to really love their families, you know, really as, as Jesus loved us, you know, by giving his life for us. I want to get some feedback from you on what kind of, feedback you've gotten from people that have attended the guys that have attended these conferences what kind of fruit that has um, been born I guess out of these conferences how has it impacted the guys and maybe even you uh, spiritually in in being a part of this yeah so I'll start with the men of, of our parish clearly we always put an emphasis on fathers and sons coming to the conference together and to see that bond and you know all the data points to the fact that the man and the role of a man and a father in the religiosity of his young people, of, of his children practicing the faith, often depends on the father practicing the faith, the father living the faith, and the father being an example to the faith. So that has been a game-changer at our parish, that it, is, it has helped men to become the spiritual leaders in their homes, which has then changed the lives of their children, who are then engaged in our youth groups and our youth ministry and our mission trips. So it really has... It, it, I've seen that. You, you, you see the gift of men entering into that battle to fight against pornography, um, addiction, and to begin to look for the resources, but then also just like increase in prayer, increase in daily mass attendance, increase in men in adoration. So it really has been awesome in their lives. And I would say as a priest, it has fortified me to realize that role that I need to, uh, need to play as a brother, because I'm a brother to these men, but I'm also their father. So to be a brother with them and then also a father. Now, you mentioned uh, fathers and sons attending. Is there an age group where it would be appropriate or inappropriate for? Yeah, thank you, Jim. Great question. We normally say right around age 13. Like, once you hit that age, uh, anything that we're going to be talking about, um, and, you know, it's always at the parents' discretion Mm -hmm. and where where, where they believe the child is, but um, we normally think that's a good starting point. Okay, good. Uh, we just have a, just a few minutes left. Um, if someone was on the fence about maybe wanting to participate, what would you say to kind of encourage them to, to give it a shot? I would say that a lot of people right now are talking about going back to normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say that if we go back to normal, it's going to be really, really bad. Because normal was 70% of people not believing in the Eucharist. Normal was 98% of Catholics contracepting. Normal was 38% of Catholics being pro-choice. Normal was the reality is that 74% of Catholics say that they have nothing wrong with cohabitation. Like, if we look at where our world is at, if we go back to normal, it's going to be really, really bad. So the question is, like, how do we use this time right now to fortify ourselves, to, to become the men, the husbands, the fathers, and the sons that God is calling us to be? So, like, we need, we need a game changer, and we need something to call us to be something more. And I believe that this can be that that invitation. 
Give us the website one more time, and then we'll ask for a blessing before we go. Thank you. It's all, uh, sorry, it's uh, E6 Catholic Men's Conference. E6 Catholic Men's Conference. You can look it up online. Um, you can also visit allsaintscatholic.net, which is our parish website, and for more information there. And if you would give our listeners a blessing. Yes. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. spirit. Heavenly Father, through the intercession of St. Joseph, and through the intercession of all the saints, I ask that you bless, protect, and watch over all those who are listening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, thank you. Th- thank you so much, Father Jonathan Meyer, pastor of All Saints in Guilford, Indiana. Um, and God bless you for hosting and saying yes to God to have the E6 Catholic Men's Conference taking place on February 27th. So thanks so much for being our guest today, Father. You're very welcome. God bless you both as well. We are needing to take a break now and when we come back we're going to talk with Marilyn Ross the coordinator for Global Solidarity and we're going to be talking about the Lenten Rice Bowl so stay tuned for more Faith in Action You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor tell them about Catholic Radio Indy Alexa what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa What time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Eyre. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking the second half of the show with Marilyn Ross. She is the coordinator for Global Solidarity uh, with Catholic Relief Services. So welcome, Marilyn. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you both for letting me be here. And, and uh, Marilyn, uh, we were talking just uh, in the, during the break there that when I grew up, and that was a long time ago, I'll say that, uh, they had something called Rice Bowl, and it was like a little box i believe and kids brought them home from school and they were encouraged to put coins or dollar bills in them and then they took them back to school and the uh, kids kind of got a sense of belonging because they were putting uh, taking some of their money and sharing it with kids around the world and uh, then in in recent years when i've seen things about catholic relief service i'm hearing not so much about the uh, little boxes for the coins, but I'm hearing about recipes and things like that. Has the thr- thrust changed there somewhere? Well, thank you, Jim. Well, yes. Um, we've actually expanded Rice Bowl so that there's also more of um, an emphasis on the other two aspects of the pillars of Lent. So we have prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Certainly the little boxes, and we still have the boxes, Um that, and they change every year. They have uh, a picture on them related to one of the countries we feature. But we want young people and older people like us to learn more about the work of CRS because the work of CRS is really the work of the U.S. Catholic Church. So it's our work. So to understand what are the countries where we work um, every year, the Rice Bowl features three countries. So this year it's Madagascar. Timor-Leste, and El Salvador. So 
So with all the many resources available on the CRS website, the crsricebowl.org website, we we do have recipes that represent um, the country. We have activities for parishes, for families, for students, whether they're in elementary school or in high school, to do to engage more with the... um, with what this is all about, with global solidarity. There are prayer resources as well. So um, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. But I like to say, Jim, the current rice bowl, it ain't your mama's rice bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marilyn, I want to ask you, what what is CRS? Ta- tell us what Catholic Relief Services is and maybe what their mission and, is. And doesn't it often get confused with Catholic Charities? Well... Yes, and they're tied together. Okay. Um, there is an organization called Caritas Internacionalis, which you may be familiar with. And so, in essence, there are, just as in the United States, there is Catholic Charities that um, serves those who may be vulnerable or needy in the United States in some ways. Uh, and then there are similar kind of organizations in many, many, many countries throughout the world that all fall under the auspices of Caritas Internacionalis, which is um, which is a worldwide Catholic kind of organization. The United States is unique. Not only do we have a Caritas that works in our own country, but because of the many gifts we've been blessed with as Catholics in the United States, we also have an international uh, an outreach that organization that is part of Caritas Internacionalis, and that is called Catholic Relief Services. So it was started in 1943 in response to refugees and migrants um, in World War II, uh, particularly European ones. The, initially, um, we were not called Catholic Relief Services, but... Um, it was called War Relief Services. And then over time, there continued to be a need, even after the war, for the kind of services we could provide, CRS could provide. And so um, that's how CRS has continued to this day. So just as Catholic Radio Indy is um, celebrating a milestone this year, 15 years in operation, CRS just a couple of years ago celebrated a 75-year wow. anniversary. Wow. It is awesome. And similarly, um, we have, we're almost coming up on 50 years of CRS Rice Bowl. That was started in 1975. So, Jim, I know you're a youngster, um, <laughs> and <laughs> that you remember Rice Bowl back in the earlier days. Um, but, but both of them have been established to meet particular needs. And could I say a little bit more about Rice Bowl? Sure, sure. Go ahead. All right. Thank you. Um, just the reason that Rice Bowl was started is, again, to engage Catholics in the U.S. Um, to be more involved in their, the work that, that the Church on their behalf is doing through Catholic Relief Services. And while CRS does receive grants and things from private donors, from um, some organizations in the government, we get some government funding that's part of larger programming, that the federal government sponsors. Uh, but there are some things that are unique to us as Catholics that we want to be able to do in a country. 
And so CRS Rice Bowl gives us an important um, influx of funds to be able to do some of those things. So some of the COVID relief we've done, and if we have time, I can mention a little of that later. Um, if I could just give a really quick story about some work that we've been doing in Africa and Haiti since 2006, and that is working with a program that's funded by Rice Bowl called Faithful House. And the objective is to strengthen marriages in these 16 African countries in Haiti and to help reduce things like uh, HIV-AIDS, so um, it works with the people. There are master couples that CRS trains in these villages who then work with other couples. So that is an important way um, to help them understand the importance of and develop faithfulness and um, being able to better communicate with one another so that a lot of the problems that we've seen um, no longer exist or are going away. That's really awesome. I want you to talk about just the concept of global solidarity and what that really means. Certainly. So, you know, it's one thing to feel sorry for someone. It's a very different thing to see a plight that someone has and seek to engage in that, both through understanding, so the educational kind of things that both CRS does and that we're doing through Rice Bowl, through advocacy work and CRS and people in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis um, in partnership with them. We work with the federal government, for example, to seek um, particular areas of funding, to seek um, the kinds of laws, the kinds of programs that the U.S. can offer that truly help our suffering brothers and sisters around the world. Agriculture, CRS is very heavily involved in agriculture, in addition to what we typically think of CRS for as emergency relief. There are educational pieces. Human trafficking is a big piece. Peace building is a big piece. Um, so we work with the government. Yesterday um, I was on a call with Senator Young's office uh, with some other people from CRS and, um, and our, our local ICC here. Uh, and so solidarity has to do with us really seeing them as human beings, not as somebody we just need to throw money at. Mm -hmm. uh, and to understand that they're like us. They may not live in the U.S., but they have the same needs, the same desires, the, the wants and wishes for their family, for their children to be able to be educated. And so through things, particularly like the Rice Bowl now, which focus on um, fasting, prayer fasting, and almsgiving, we really start to see them more as human beings instead of just people in need. Now, uh, besides the pennies and nickels and dimes in the rice bowls, uh, where does funding for uh, Catholic relief services come from? Well, we also receive um, some private funding from private donors who are very generous to the work of CRS. We're involved with uh, the USAID, which is uh, a government organization that works in partnership with nonprofit organizations like CRS around the world to provide services to these folks. So less than 1% of the U.S. budget, uh, it goes for international assistance. Most people would guess it was much higher than that, 
but for the international relief and development kind of assistance. But CRS, we apply for grants uh, from the USAID, and then we can participate. And CRS has a very long track record of helping people and of doing things in, um, I guess what you might say, not just professional ways, but also bringing unique perspectives to things. And so we are very much a valued partner around the world in this kind of work. And obviously the help that you provide would be within the, the, the framework of, of a Catholic worldview, not necessarily um, helping people by, you know, advancing contraception or, or things that maybe would be not in a good good for them. You get what I'm saying, spiritually or otherwise, but really coming at it from a Catholic worldview of really helping to foster the whole person. Exactly, completely, Bridget. And that's why I mentioned Faithful House earlier. That's a way that we can do that. But even utilizing government funding, we in no way, and we make very clear up front, no, in no way do we engage in those other kinds of things. The dignity of the human person is at the center of everything that we do in our work. Marilyn, we have just a couple minutes left. Um, could you give us the website and then again the resources for families and how we can participate during this Lenten time to be um, in, solidarity, uh, in global solidarity with um, this effort? Yes, thank you. So... There are two websites for Rice Bowl, one in English and one in Spanish. So the English is crsricebowl.org. The Spanish is crs... Now, I'm not... Span- I, I don't speak well, so you can laugh. crsplatodaros.org, which is spelled c-r-s-p-l-a-t-o-d-e a r r o z dot org and on that website there are so many resources once you go there you will see at the top tabs the one in particular that says resource is would be very valuable the drop down menu has different grade levels uh, but particularly it has parishes and it has families And I think that families will find things there. Even if they don't have one of the official rice bowls, they can download um, a label, and the family can go to it and decorate it and make their own rice bowl with whatever they want. The other two websites have to do with CRS's work in general. So one is just called crs.org, or the Spanish version is crsespanol.org. So, and those have stories, um, just all kinds of things about what is going on with CRS and, and the work they're doing on our behalf. Marilyn Ross, Coordinator for Global Solidarity, thank you so much for being our guest today. You've been a delight, and we've certainly learned a lot about Global Solidarity, so thank you so much. Bridget, thank you. Thank you, Jim. You have been listening to Faith in Action the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org. 
radioindy.org.